0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the rogue airport podcast in association with the southern community soup kitchen it's Gav back after Sunderland's unfortunate uh, 5-1 defeat in the quarterfinal of the League Cup. I'm joined by Chris Wynn. Hiya mate, how are you feeling after that?
0: Evening Gav. Um, surprisingly good after a 5-1 yeah. defeat.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there mate. I'm I'm not exactly ecstatic about getting battered and it was hard <laughs> to watch towards the end. Um, But I think there's a lot we can take from that, isn't there? We, we, we were pretty good at times in that game and I thought particularly in the first half like when we went 2-0 down it was nice to see us just taking the game to Arsenal wasn't it and having a bit of a go and we scored a nice goal and going into half time I mean we'd done a Twitter space at half time me and Rich and I was actually talking about the possibility of getting one back and sort of pushing them towards penalties and possibly winning it that way you know I was still full of hope at half time so I mean, Arsenal's quality showed in the second half, and unfortunately, we just we got exposed for for what we are, which is a a League One outfit, really. You know, and it's difficult. It, it's difficult to take, isn't it? But at the same time, you've got to give the lads credit for the way they try to play.
0: Well, that, well, that's it. I mean, look, we're talking about a five-one defeat, and my kind of overriding feeling is kind of pride, which is which is odd, because I can't yeah. I can't think yeah. of a defeat where I've come out of it thinking, you know, I'm just really proud of the lads. I'm just proud how we how we kind of how we approach the whole game and just you know we didn't part the bus we didn't put kind of ten men behind the ball and hope for the best and hope for you know one would go in off somebody's backside or something like that. Um, I was mm-hmm. just looking at the stats there. We had twelve shots, six on target. I mean, I, I bet you there's not that many Premier League sides going to go to the Emirates and, and have twelve shots and six on target this <laughs> season.
1: Correct. No, you, you you bang on. Yeah, it shows how we try to play. I mean, when when you sit down and think about it, right? There was two ways that Lee Johnson could have really approached this game. He could have either done what he did, which was stick to the philosophy, stick to the plan, try and play out from the back, try and play football, you know, press high and and do all the things we're really good at in League One, or he could have went uber defensive, put a team out, which I, I imagine would have included Corey Evans, would have included Aidan O'Brien, went a lot. A lot more defensive and played deeper and just tried to soak some pressure up and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm over the moon that he actually went with what what he would have done normally in any normal game, and that was a team which tried to play good football.
0: Yeah, well, by the time that the the second half kicked off, I've had I had messages from I had messages from an Arsenal fan, from a Spurs fan, from a Liverpool fan, from a late Orient fan, um, and and a couple more that I can't even remember but all sending me messages saying, God, you play some nice stuff, actually. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, we took the ball at the back. And, and the thing that, that I was pleased with, I mean, we just wanted the ball. I mean, even, I mean, look at where the goal came from. You know, that ball played into midfield with Pritchard. He was surrounded by three players, but he said, no, no, give us the ball. I want the ball. And we took the ball in in, in kind of tight areas and we were just so brave. I mean, if we if we attack like that and keep the ball like that against League One sides, I mean you know for a fact we're going to come out and win more games than than we're not because we'll just blow sides away if we have that confidence and that bravery, uh, playing against League One sides.
1: It's something Lee Johnson's talked about a bit um, about how sometimes we have to learn to give to to not have possession as much at own staff, but it's difficult in League One when you're playing some poor teams because that naturally their sort of way of playing would be to let us have all of the ball. But what we saw tonight was when we play against a team who dominate, when we break, we've got quality on the break. We've got players who are good passers of the ball. We've got forwards who can find space and work in a good area. So from that perspective, it was pleasing. But we will get onto the goals and stuff. I want to just read out some of these three-word reviews that we got off Twitter. I haven't done this in a while, but I was really intrigued (laughs) to find out Sort of the overall mood And see if people Were feeling a little bit Like I am And to be fair Majority of people Are, are sort of along The same lines as me You know I mean Scott Borthwick uh, The cricketer He he replied uh, Bloody good effort mm-hmm. Ryan Lord Pidgey he said well done lads Josh Roberts How are the lads uh, Paul Noble lads Done well um, John win the league uh, Ian Cunningham Fans are amazing Let's talk about the fans Actually yeah Let's go, go to that I mean it was great To hear us 89 minutes, 5-1 down, and still the fans were going mental. And that sort of shows that they felt the pride a little bit as well. I know people probably weren't going there expecting something to win. Naturally, it would be a bit strange if you if you did think we were going to go there and turn Arsenal over. Um, mm. But they still went there with the hope that it could happen. Um, and, and even at the end, obviously, they know the game was away, but they were just showing who they are and what we're about. And it, that was nice because... It's not often they
0: get to do that, is it? No, well, it, it just looked like... It looked like the fans had the same feeling we did. You know, at the end, yeah, you could yeah. you could hear them going in the last minute. Even even when Arsenal put a fifth in, you could hear them still going. I mean, you you can probably... You might be able to hear in my voice. My voice is still gone from Saturday at Portman Road. <laughs> um, I'm, st- I'm still struggling to speak after that. But it was the same there. I mean, you know, you, you hear sometimes... I was talking about it earlier on that, you know, sometimes you hear... Or, or read some negativity and you think, oh, you know, where's this negativity coming from? And you realise sometimes when you go to the game, that, you know, especially the away games, that it's all it's all really positive. It feels positive. You come out the game, I mean, even 1-1 at Ipswich, came out the game and, you know, it was all positive. The fans were like, yeah, yeah, good, you know, decent performance, and especially second half, you know, from the first half a bit flat. But overriding, it was like, yeah, we came here, Ipswich were a good side, got a decent point. And tonight, you know, I imagine the fans are kind of leaving the ground, going into London or wherever now, getting back on the train, thinking, "Yeah, it was a good night. That we did all right. We, you know, we will put in a good shift." Mm-hmm. And the thing is, how how many times do we say, "Oh, you know, we just want a team we we can be proud of" and all this sort of stuff, you know? And and tonight, you know, it it, it kind of proves it tonight that yeah, we get B five one, but we can see that they put a shift in it and we're proud of them.
1: Yeah, the the goals then the first one, Eddie and Kettia scored. It was a lovely goal, wasn't it? Um, oh, you're not, you're but, not gonna, you're not gonna mean, go all
0: through all five, are you? Regan now.
1: Um actually sorry, no, the fir- the the first one wasn't the lovely goal. I'm trying obviously there was that many of them. I'm getting mixed up. The first one was probably <laughs> was a, a bit of poor, and actually it? yeah, that was, that was poor from us. Um yeah. yeah, if we're gonna be picky, Bailey Wright probably should have done better. He sort of loses his man. I think Embleton probably could have done better, but whatever. Uh, yeah. second goal was a nice move. Uh, we got took apart down the side, lovely little pass into the box and Pepe scored. But then we got one back four minutes later and that, that sort of summed up the attitude of the players on the night. We've touched on it briefly, but Pritchard does unbelievable, to be yeah. honest, to yeah. hold off three players and then stabs. So sort of stabs his foot at it to force it into the path of Neil. And then the quality just showed, showed from that point. Neil, great pass to Embleton. Embleton's pass was weighted perfectly but one thing you've got to remember when you've got players like Embleton is it's all it's all well and good having a player who can pass the ball like that but your forwards have got to be clever enough to time their runs and, and position themselves to get on the end of it yeah. and um, I, mean, I said it privately Nathan Broadhead to me just is not a League One striker it's a shame he went off injured but the finish, I mean brilliant wasn't it? Lo- lo- lovely little lofted finish over the top of Lane o. Defender scrambling towards it, couldn't get it out of the way and then it goes
0: in. It's a good goal, isn't it? It was. I mean, absolutely brilliant goal. And, and as you said, that that kind of typified, you know, it was a perfect example of how we how we approached the game tonight. I mean, just all positive. I mean, Pritchard, you know, Pritchard could have gotten that ball, surrounded by three players, taken a touch. He could have easily knocked it back to Burge, you know, just to get out of trouble. But he didn't. He, he wanted a turn. He wanted to be positive and go in the other direction. And uh, like I said, Dan Neal ended up running onto it. Dan Neal plays a good pass. Embleton plays a good pass. I mean, I heard Lee Johnson talk before the game on on Sky, and he actually said, he, he said, "I'm looking forward to it because we've got three ball players in the middle." So he says, "I'm yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing how, how we're going to play." And I, th- I think actually Lee Johnson was quite excited because these these players kind of had a bit more time on the ball than you know they haven't got the bruises of League One going through the back of them every time they, they take a first touch. And, uh, and and it just showed, I mean, and, and I suppose, I mean, it, it might be worth coming on to now, I don't know if you want to do it now, but, you know, in terms of playing that way and having those players, um, I haven't heard anything from Broadhead yet, but I, I just hope uh, he comes back yeah, soon. Yeah, they,
1: they mentioned on Sky that it was a hamstring injury. Just mm-hmm. after half-time, the commentator said that they'd heard it was a hamstring. I really hope it isn't, because yeah, we can... I thought it was his car. I mean, he, he is winning us points at the minute in the league and... Yeah. It, yeah, it was a the thing is it, it it didn't seem to be a lot of contact. I don't think there was I don't even know if there was any contact. And he saw he was he was feeling the back of his leg, but I wasn't sure if it was his calf, maybe. I, or thought, his, it
0: was, I thought it was his calf so stuff.
1: Yeah, it, it looked like it was, but I guess maybe by the time this pod drops, mm. Johnson will have talked about it. Um if it is a hamstring, they're not going to know tonight how bad it nah, is. It it'll, nah. it'll need a scan and they'll need to look at it properly in probably in a couple of days, which is really disappointing.
0: Well, just on the fitness thing i mean one thing i did notice and and i thought he had a good game i thought he had a, a really good game but um you can tell that embleton needs minutes he he hasn't yeah. played he hasn't played a lot and you could tell that um i mean his touch was brilliant and and he i mean that that if he'd you know if that was his shot was what three or four inches to to the right i mean it would have been it would have <laughs> that would have been right oh, would have been awesome there. yeah but um but he needs minutes on the pitch again doesn't need to get back up to a full strike mm.
1: It's interesting how he's sort of shoehorning Embleton in. That's not the first time he's brought, brought him mm. into the team in the last few weeks to play centre mid. Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced of him as a centre mid but like you just said before, to be fair, Johnson he could have went safe. He could have played Winchester there and mm. put somebody else at, at full back. He could have Evans, played Corey Evans. Yeah. Yep. Could have played Evans but he didn't. He thought why not just go for it because mm. you know you've got nothing to lose. Let's say we've got B 5-1 but at least we try to do our thing. And I think yeah. people probably got more of an impression of what what Johnson's trying to do, what Sunland are trying to do based on that than they would have if we'd have just changed everything we're about to try and contain Arsenal and maybe, well, probably would have got beat anyways, right?
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, actually, just just one for you, Gav. I mean, mm. uh, they're, they're, pro- they're probably, you know, well, they're probably still in the changing rooms or there or thereabouts right now. W- what would you be saying if you were Lee Johnson? What would you see... Say into the, the the team in the dressing room after that.
1: I, w- I wouldn't be making excuses for them. I wouldn't be telling them what they did wrong because they know what went wrong. They're not idiots. They'll watch the footage back. But I don't think there's overly much to dwell on from this in terms of sort of post match analysis. Johnson, I don't think will go away and be shown the players things they did wrong from this because mm. what's the point? People have pointed this out a few times now. We're not going to be playing teams anywhere near the standard of Arsenal in the league. I mean, if you were being super picky, you would look at Denver Hume as somebody who came on really struggled tonight. But then you remember who he was playing against, like Pepe had him on toast twice. Maybe more than that, actually. But Pepe cost Arsenal 71 million quid. That's like twice what it cost to buy our club. (laughs) And then this guy's like their reserve winger. You know, it's like you've just sometimes you just gotta hold your hands up and say, well, the better team won on the night, you know?
0: But the other thing, the other thing with Hume. Just if we're talking about individuals, the other thing with Hume is how much footballs he played this season. Mm-hmm.
1: He, he's, yeah. he's not
0: he's not up to uh, kind of full match fitness because I mean he's probably only played. I mean has he started maybe four or five like EFL well, trophy he's, he's games. Been,
1: he's been sort of thrown in the last two games, hasn't he? As a sub,
0: yeah. So yeah. I mean he's he's not match fit, and then he's he's like you said he's he's paired up against a seventy million pound winger who who's you know who takes him apart. Shit but, hot.
1: He's brilliant.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know, I know he's
1: not, he's not going to be playing against League One defenders. every week, but he's really good, like you can just see that from the glimpses we saw tonight.
0: Yeah, I got, I got a message from an Arsenal fan saying he can't do it against Premier League players, like, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, if you're going to take, you know, if we're going to look at one thing, you might look at us defensively. I mean, I wouldn't take anything necessarily from tonight, but I do think our defensive record away from home is slightly worrying. I think there's only seven clubs who've got a worse away record in, in League One than us. And it, if we tighten that up, I mean, I, if we if we tighten that up and keep our home form as it is, I mean, I think we're kind of shooing for top two.
1: It's it's all about January, isn't it? It's just yeah. we And we knew that we haven't learned anything new about our defence from this game. We knew these no, things no. before the game. We yeah. knew that we were poor down the flanks. League One teams have exposed the lack of defensive ability we've got down the left and right hand side of the pitch. It's... Yeah. It's nothing new to us. Um, I guess the one thing we have discovered is that we're probably a lot shorter than we thought we were because look what one injury did. Again, Nathan Broadhead going off, which we, we had to totally change our shape. We lost yeah. the game plan that we went into the game with. Uh, whether that being Arsenal or, or a League One team, that would have been the case. So we now have to adapt to sort of life without him. But yeah, it's not a great deal to learn from it. I mean, we'll just touch quickly on the other goals. I mean, the two from Nketiah... Oh, to round yeah. off to get his second and his third were both outstanding goals. What a player I is I mean but, oh and he can't get in their team. He can't <laughs> he can't get near it. I mean, crazy, isn't it? When you look at yeah. how good them them two finishers were. But that's why he's a Premier League footballer, that's why he's playing for England under twenty ones, you know, yeah. he's he's quality. And then the last goal, which was an injury time from A debuting player, Charlie Patino, I think they called him.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a
1: nice little finish, to be fair. And I'm not going to begrudge the laddie's moment on his debut. You know, probably, probably the best moment of his life. His family watching, what have you. So
0: it's from Pepe again, as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, Pepe again. Um, So yeah, overall, decent performance from Sunland. Can't really complain too much. A couple of little things, I guess. The 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 subs, Evans came on, so he's back. Uh, back fit so that's at least one positive he's back hopefully let's see how long he stays fit like um, <laughs> uh, Aidan O'Brien came yeah. on and did very little but the game was gone by that point point. Yeah. Uh, and Kimp Yoga came on and strangely I don't know if it was just because it was the sky cameras or what but he looked massive didn't he he looks like he's put some serious <laughs> muscle on I was going to say he's just always wearing been a tall. small Small man's top or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he, always been tall but yeah I know what you mean he, he, has oh, he, out a he bit. just looks
1: like he's Looks like he's been on the mince and dumplings diet. He just looked like a big lad, you know.
0: <laughs> been around yours and <laughs>
1: Aye, aye. Um, so, yeah, nothing much we can take from that other than that we try to play football the right way. And um, the thing I'm more gutted about than anything is Broadhead's injury. Just yeah, sick now, really, after how he's just getting himself back fit and sort of firing. and I mean, he's scored in nearly every game he's played in the last few weeks and then goes off with what looks like something that could keep him out for at least a month. Hope it's not too serious. It didn't look serious, to be fair. He didn't look like he was in a great deal of pain, and he sort of looked more pissed off that he had to go off. If anything, yeah. um, so hopefully it's not too bad. But if it is a hamstring, you're looking at at least three to four weeks. That's just, and I, I don't know was that the same hamstring that he that he injured, you know, before earlier in the season. Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about it at the minute, but it's disappointing. Um, it is. Well,
0: just, other than that, just, yeah. just for the timing though. There's it, three
1: games next week. I know, I know, and nine, and, nine Ross Stewart, and Ross Stewart and just isn't scoring goals at the minute, so mm. sort of like we're missing the main man there. I think it just again further reinforces how much we need to to bring players in in January early. I mean, we're a, we're just over a week out from the end of end of the month, so you know there there is scope. I I suppose it sort of escalates the problem to the recruitment team. They need to have players ready to go in there. Yeah. Whether they will is another thing, um, but. Before then, we've got some important games coming up and we just have to learn to live without Nathan Broadhead again. We did all right without him for a long period in the season, so fingers crossed we can do it again. Um, Any parting thoughts on that, mate, before we head off? No. I mean, it's just a little bit deflating because of the injury more than anything.
0: It is, but um, like I said, I I think there's enough positives we can take from it and like you said, Lee Johnson can can tell the side that, you know, and can keep that positivity going because, like I said, next week... Um, three games in a week, you know, Monday to Sunday, three games. I mean, that's nine points. The table could look very different after those three games. And if we keep this run going, we could uh, really kind of lock in our place up there and hopefully some of the others slip up. So hopefully Broadhead's not too bad and he comes back. Hopefully it was just a precaution. And uh, yeah, ne- next week, I-, I think next week's a huge week for us.
1: Oh, undoubtedly. I think Doncaster, when you look at it, yep. are a team who we should be beating, even though it's away from home again on TV. Um, yeah. but then wedge tough team, Fleetwood, always a tough game for us for some reason, then we've got Wickham <laughs> after that, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the the one game at a time of course, Doncaster is the big one, we've got to win that, Wigan would beat them, Rotherham would beat them, Wickham would beat them, so mm. I say that, someone will probably point out that they haven't beaten them or something, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've we really got to win that game, and yeah. not nothing that really occurred tonight as a is a reflection on us. We've had some great form. We're seven unbeaten in the league. We we are scoring goals. We are playing better football. And if anything people just have to try and keep their chins up and not read too much into how individual players played because I don't think you've really learned anything about any player really tonight other than maybe one or two are quite good. Other than that. Yeah, we already we already knew all of it. Um, but yeah, cheers Chris, thanks for joining us mate cheers, It was man. short and sweet but uh, not really much else to go on there We don't want to lean into the players too much uh, mm-hmm. Everyone listening, if you could head over to rotoreport.com Check out all the great stuff that we've got going up on the website this week uh, Quickly before we go off though We uh, have still a few days left of the fundraiser for the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen uh, We hit a huge milestone earlier today We we hit 60 grand Which basically provides enough money to cover the costs of all the food that the soup kitchen will will have to buy in over the next 12 months which is amazing um but we have to keep going keep keep digging deep so if you can and you haven't already donated please do and uh, yeah we'll be back probably before doncaster with the podcast i would i think i don't know if we're going to take christmas off uh, but if we don't then have a have a great christmas and we'll uh, catch you all after the break cheers